Here are three do not do's for landlords and buy to let property investors. Because right now we're in a period of time in property where it's becoming more and more difficult. Is it difficult or is it different? Well, because property is always difficult. And if anybody ever thought that property was easy, then you're wrong. But right now we're just in a different time. And that means that we as landlords and buy-to-let property investors have to adapt to the changes. And those changes are legislation, procedures, tenants' rights, landlord obligations, interest rates, mortgage rates, mortgage availabilities, rules and regulations, and also the general culture of our country, what we should and shouldn't do, whether that's a written rule or not. There's so much happening and changing in property right now, especially if you're a landlord, especially if you're a property investor. So three do not do's are vital to making sure that you have every chance of succeeding in property. Now, by the way, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube right now. I'll put the link in the comments below and in the description, or you could just go over to YouTube and search Tom Sohn because I'm doing loads of advice and tips and updates and information about being a landlord, being compliant, being up to date, being modern and being an anonymous landlord, making profit from property, without sacrificing everything else. So go over to the YouTube channel, check that out and hit subscribe. And if you like this video, do us a favor, give us a like, and that will help me get this out to more people. I do all this for free. I don't charge anyone for anything. If you become a customer of my letting agency, then great. If not, I just wanna make sure that you do all of this correctly. So number one, do not rely on the rental income. Now that sounds like a pretty obvious thing to say, but let me explain. If you feel as a landlord right now that you rely on that rental income coming in month in, month out, then you're in danger for a number of reasons. It's high risk being in property. The risks are, first of all, what happens if the tenant doesn't pay? How are you gonna back up that expense or that lack of income? What happens if mortgage interest rates go up like they have? How are you gonna cope with the drop in income? What happens if insurances go up, management goes up, maintenance goes up, and the rents don't go up with them or the tenants can't afford to pay rents? What happens if the tenant moves out and your property's empty for two months? All of these things are risks to you if you rely on that income. Now, I know that there are some people that rely on the income as their income, or at least as a top up to their existing income. And there are other people that rely on that income because it gives them more freedom for having meals out and takeaways and holidays and things like that, having nice stuff. But let me give you an additional warning. If that's you and you think, well, it'd be all right if I, if I, if I lose some of that rental income, then I'll just cut down on, on restaurants and cut down on takeaways and nice shoes and stuff like that. It doesn't work like that. Because once you get into a lifestyle, it is so difficult to get out of it. Especially if you are changing your lifestyle 
I'm going to say downwards. I don't mean downwards as in your life is suddenly rubbish. I mean downwards as in if you've got more money and you're living that lifestyle of having a bit more freedom and a bit more money and then you convert that lifestyle into less money, that's really difficult. I'm speaking from experience from many years ago. I also know of landlords that rely on the income, have lived a decent, or are living a decent life, and then have suffered because it's very difficult to not go out to restaurants, to not have a takeaway here and there, to not buy nice things, to not take your family on a holiday, to get a, a cheaper car, walk more, spend less on fuel. It's really difficult to do. So if you feel that you are in that position where you're relying on that additional rental income coming in, then you are in danger and you need to take action. And that action could be rearranging your property portfolio so that you have less expenditure and more income. It could be that you need to review all of your tenancies. Maybe you might need to sell. Maybe you've got a bad property that's not generating enough income. But one way or another, you've got to think about how you can make your income from property something you don't rely on. And look, I say that you might need to sell. I'm not saying that you sell and then stick the cash in your bank. You know, you could always reinvest it into other properties that are more profitable, absolutely. But what I'm saying is you've got to take action. If you're relying on the income, it's important to take action. And there's another side to that as well. If you have equity or you have cash in the bank or you have pensions or you have money or something that enables you to buy more properties, that might also be a consideration. If you somehow have an opportunity to buy more properties, that might increase your income. Yes, you might be making less money per property, but you might have an opportunity to increase your income by buying properties, buying more properties. I know, spend more money to make more money. Sounds crazy to me, but it's just crazy enough to work. So if you're feeling that right now that you're relying on the income, you're feeling the pinch, expenditure has gone up, rents have gone up, but maybe not enough, start thinking about what you can do about it. And one little tip, if you live in an area where properties are expensive, you don't have to buy properties in that area. I've been buying properties for the last couple of years in the Northeast and various parts of the Northeast will generate a high rent income versus the amount that you pay for it. Now, of course, with any investment, it's still risky, of course it is. You have to do your due diligence, you might lose money, but if you do it right and with the right people, then you can do very well from it. If your goal is to have monthly cash flow coming in, might be worth looking in other areas. What's the difference between you owning a house that's 10 miles from you or 200 miles from you? You're still never gonna go there because the letting agent goes there. The letting agent deals with everything. It's not your job to deal with everything. You're not a letting agent. You didn't invest in property to become a letting agent or a tenancy manager or deal with all the every single piece of legislation that's involved in being a landlord nowadays. No, that's not why you invested in property. So start thinking a bit further afield, but certainly take action. The second do not do is do not expect to make profit every single month. Some months you might have to pay out for boiler repairs or an electrical fault or something has gone wrong or there's a leak or something like that. Some months you'll have to pay out for those things. That is inevitable. At some point in your ownership of that property, 
you are going to have to spend more money than just buying it and paying to run it. Now that bit's out of the way. The way I deal with the maintenance and the compliance is by setting aside 8% of the rent every single month. And I put that into what I call my maintenance pot. That means every single property is covered generally. If anything goes wrong, anything needs repairing, anything needs maintaining, or if there's any compliance that needs to be done, it's covered. And I don't miss it because it's already been deducted from my money. Now, in some cases, my tenant might move out. And if my tenant moves out, then the chances are there's gonna be a month, maybe more, where that property's not generating any income. Plus, I'm gonna to have to pay to relet that property. So there are always gonna be costs involved in being a landlord, always. And the reason I'm saying this is because there are so many landlords that argue and contest and dispute and challenge and haggle every single invoice and every single expenditure and every single cost that's involved with being a landlord and having a rental property. Now, I'm not saying you should just roll over and let people charge you what you want, what they want. I'm absolutely not saying that, but I'm saying that what ends up happening if you are that person that, that haggles everything, gets tons of comparison quotes so that you can save 20 quid on a gas safety certificate. Because number one, you alienate the people that are there and live their lives to support your investment. You alienate them. If you start getting multiple quotes all the time, then before long, contractors will just not want to work with you. It takes a contractor a long time to put together a quote and it's time that they don't normally get paid for if they don't get the job. So people will stop quoting for you or people will start charging you more because they know you're that type of person that's gonna cost them a lot of time. So you'll start alienating those people. It's the same with everybody that's trying to help you. If you, they call it biting the hand that feeds you or something like that. If you've got people that are helping you and you are not treating them with maximum respect and you're not dealing with them in a very cooperative and engaging way, then they're not gonna to wanna to work with you. And that will end up costing you in the long run. I promise you this, contractors that get messed around will either charge you more to recoup their costs. Their time is their money, so they're gonna to need to recoup those costs or they just won't want to work with you. And then you'll be left with other contractors that are rubbish. And that's no good for anyone. But also, if you are that type of person that's always looking for the cheapest, then the cheapest is what you will get. If you're looking for cheap, you will get cheap, but you don't want cheap. So try to get into the mindset, especially now, that mortgage interest rates are high. Insurance costs are going up maintenance costs are going up, compliance is going up, management costs are going up, all costs of living are going up, energy costs are going up. Now, yes, you can increase the rent, but by how much? Your tenants are paying more than double for their energy bills at the moment. So how much can you really increase the rent by? That's a difficult one. And by the way, I should probably say, look, if you're in and around the South Coast, then my lettings team will provide you with a rent valuation. Now that would be based on what we think is a right or a fair rent value in relation to the current market. So get in contact with me, 
either message me through my Facebook page, email me, tom at sewngroup.co.uk, or one way or another, just contact me and my lettings team will give you an accurate value of your rent. Anyway, that wasn't actually a sales pitch. I was trying to help you work out what your rent value would be. But anyway, try to accept that if one month your tenant has an emergency call out in the middle of the night for a boiler repair or electrical fault or a leak or something like that, just accept it. It's what happens with property. Accept it, move on, let the letting agent deal with the problem. If you're not using a letting agent and you're self-managing, let your contractor charge a fair amount. They have to make profit, by the way. Contractors have to make profit. So when you haggle, you're taking away their profit from their children and their families and their investments. So just accept that you're not gonna make profit every single month. And this leads beautifully into do not do number three. Do not think short term, think long term. The reason you invested in property in the first place was not for short term gain, it was for long term investment. I think that's fair to say with most people. So keep that in your mind. Yes, buying an investment property or renting a property out and keeping it is a really good way to generate some additional cash flow each month. But as I said in the earlier points, sometimes you'll make profit, sometimes you won't. The world changes, interest rates changes, cost of living changes, cost of running property changes, all expenditure changes constantly. So again, don't rely on that income and certainly don't expect to make profit every month because then that will enable you to think long-term. Think about what that property is gonna to mean to you in 20 years or 25 years, or what it's gonna to mean to your children or your family, your financial security, your financial freedom. Think about what that's gonna to mean to you in 25 years and focus on that. Now, let me put this to you in an example. If you buy a property today and I offered you that you were gonna make profit every year for 25 years, you would obviously take that. What if I said to you, you're gonna make profit for 15 of those years and you're gonna break even for 10 of those years? You'd still take it. You're making way more profit than you're not. <laughs> so try to get into that mindset that if for 25 years you own this property, for 20 of those years you make profit and it's doing well, but for five of those years you're not gonna make profit, get into that mindset. But think of the long term. Think about when your kids are older and they've got some income or they've got an, an asset that you can leave to them for their own financial security. Think about that. Think about the reason that you invested in property in the first place. Do not think short-term gain, think long-term investment. More importantly, think long-term return on your investment. Now, as I said earlier, I do all these for free. I don't charge for my advice, for my information, for my updates or anything like that. I do all of this for nothing. If you become a customer of my letting agency, then fantastic. That's what I obviously want. I, I try to encourage people to work with my lettings team. They manage all my properties as well and also I'm a landlord, and also I'm the owner of a letting agent. So if you wanna become a customer of my letting agency, then get in contact. You can email me, tom at sewngroup.co.uk, or you can contact me through my Facebook page, or you can message any other way, you can comment on this and we'll contact you. But look, if you're a landlord and you want a good letting agent and you're on the South Coast, 
give me a shout. If you're in another area of the country, then I know hundreds of letting agents that I trust, that I know personally. So if you want me to connect you with a good letting agent, let me know and uh, hopefully I can help you become an anonymous landlord.